Free stuff is awesome, but free stuff to spice up the bedroom is even better. Whether you're buying a gift for your sugar baby or just for yourself, you can get 50% off at adamandeve.com when you enter the code CANDY at checkout. And that's not all. Adam and Eve will include 10 tantalizing free gifts, a sexy item for him, a special gift for her, and a third item all partners can enjoy. Plus, you'll receive six free spicy movies. But the best part is the free shipping. You can get all of this at adamandeve.com using code CANDY at checkout. That's C-A-N-D-Y. So Shelby, what are you getting me? Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Candy Girl. I'm your host, Shelby. And I'm your co-host, Emily. And today our guest is Celeste. She was a sensual, she was a sensual massager. (laughs) Do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, hi. So I'm Celeste. I'm actually new to Texas. I'm 28 years old. I'm from the West Coast. Um, I practice sensual massage and I'm really excited to be here and to speak with you all. (laughs) Yeah, we're so excited to have you. Okay. Um, So how did you hear about this, first of all? How did you hear about, like, how did you know that this was an option? Sensual massage was an option. So it's really interesting. I actually went to massage school um, right out of high school because I was like, eh, I don't want to go to, like, you know, um, a lengthy program. And um, I actually was working for, like, professional places before. But I felt like the whole environment was too, like, uh, sterile, I guess. I didn't really like it. So I was about to give up massage, and then I found a posting on Craigslist for um, all male massage, like providing massages to, you know, male customers. And um, I kind of got, you know, the idea. I didn't really know too much about it, but I showed up, and basically this lady hired me. She had her own, like, private space and was hiring, like, young girls to work for her, and that's how I got into it, yeah. That's (laughs) so interesting. And you did this in the West Coast, you said? Correct, yes, yeah. So how long have you been in Texas for? I've been here since 2018. Okay, and this is something you're just now getting back into? Well, um, I didn't really want to give it up, but it was kind of crazy because after Backpage went down, like, it just seemed like everything was crazy. Like, my business dropped a lot. And so I was kind of ready at that point. I had been working. I had my own practice out of my house. I had two massage rooms and things were great, but I was wanting to travel. So I ended up taking a road trip down the West Coast and ended up in Vegas because I always wanted to live in Vegas. Um, And so when I got there, I was going to set up shop there, but I ended up meeting my ex online. So he's like, come to Texas. I'm like, all right, a new adventure. And um, he didn't want me to do this work. So I had to stop, unfortunately, but well, now he's your ex. And yeah, now you can yeah do whatever that's the right. Fuck you want. We <laughs> exactly love that. right. Yeah, and I, I always told him I was always upfront about like who I am, and he just had no respect for it. He's like, you know, he was one of the those people that just looked down on and people like me. Even though I explained to him I've always had a professional space, and you know, like I'm just a free spirit. That's what I want to do. So, why do you feel like people look down on sex workers? Honestly, it's a whole power thing. You know what? It's like pussy is power and like they just don't want to see, you know, women have power just by using their bodies. And that's messed up, you know? Oh, yeah. I agree. Yeah. No, women take control of their sexuality. Who knows what else they'll take control of? (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Why do you think it's important to respect sex workers? I think it's important just because 
you know, sex is a part of life. Like, why are we stigmatizing something that everybody and their mother does? You know what I mean? Like, it's it's 2020. You know, we need to come to a place where we can just live and let live. That's so important. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. That's why we're doing this podcast. Yeah, I love it. So explain step by step, I guess, what would happen when a client comes to you? So when a client comes to me, um, I have my space set up really nice. I've got candles and music going. And basically, I just tell them to get undressed. I'm like, all right, get undressed, top on the table. And then, you know, we go through the typical, you know, if they want like a body rub, I can offer that. But I actually know how to massage. So I do, you know, Swedish or deep tissue and then. That's for like probably 40 minutes or so on the back and then um, have them flip over and then, you know, get to business. <laughs> you want me to go like nice. in full detail or? Um, it's up to you, whatever you're comfortable with. Yeah. Um, a lot of guys, they come in and they want, you know, a sensual like finish, happy ending, you know, as everybody calls it. Um, so we'll do that. And then sometimes I offer like mutual touch where they can touch me. And then um, I personally offer full service too. So, um, if they want that, they can have that as well. But a good amount of my clients actually want the massage portion too. So that's interesting. (laughs) So I would, Oh yeah, for sure. (laughs) Yeah. It's nice. So I, I get told that I have really like magic hands and, you know, good pressure and all that. So yeah, (laughs) that's cool. So I feel like a lot of guests, when they come on the show, they have like a couple particular stories in mind that kind of stand out maybe about you know, really good clients or super whack clients that made you second guess yourself or anything in between. Do any stories stand out to you in particular? I mean, I definitely have some crazy stories and it's amazing the type of clients you meet. Like I've met some some pretty well-off clients that have come to me and it's almost like, you know, people that are in these positions of power, like if they're a lawyer or a doctor or things like that, they feel like they can just let loose with me. Like I'm, I've always been told that I'm easy to talk to and um, can I just say whatever? Or? Oh yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So this, this, um, dentist comes to see me and he has like a backpack and he like inside, he had like all this Coke on him. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So, um, like I don't do, I don't do that stuff. Like I'm actually sober. I've been sober for a year now and it's really helpful. Congrats. Thank you so awesome. much. It's been hard, but I, I feel so much more clarity. And so anyway, um, I just thought, oh, that's not a good idea to mix that with my work. Um, so he, like he was just kind of getting high and then he just starts handing me like hundreds and he's like, Oh, this is great. You know? And like, yeah, just massage me. And he just like, was just paying me a lot. And so I just thought that was kind of crazy you to know? just do <laughs> Coke and like be massaged. That's crazy. Yeah, and then he's like, he's like, Oh yeah, this is where my practice is and this and that. Check out all my Google reviews. And I'm just like, Oh wow. Check out my Google reviews. <laughs> oh my <God>. Yeah. <laughs> like if you ever need some dental work, come and see me and this and that. And I'm like, I couldn't believe this dentist was like, you know, just letting loose like that. That sounds like a cool ass dentist. <laughs> yeah, honestly. I don't know if I would want them to work on my teeth though. I'm gonna be yeah. honest. <laughs> Are most of your clients male? Oh yes. Yeah, I would say. I mean, I've never had any female clients. So yeah, <laughs> that's interesting. I always am curious, and I want to hear your perspective. Okay. Why do you think men are the consumers of sex work more often than women? Honestly, I think it's because women are told to suppress their sexuality. Like, I've often spoken with like uh, like guys and been like, you know, we don't have services like you guys have, and. 
I think it'd be kind of cool if they had services like that for women and it was like more common. Um, I mean, they have like porn and then, you know, there's like porn that's catered to women, but it just, I think society just uh, makes it so that men are able to express that side of themselves more, you know? Yeah. 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 I agree fully. As long as women are, you know, taking the money they deserve. (laughs) Yeah. Speaking of money, how do you decide what you're going to charge and then how do you decide like what you're going to offer like do you choose by client or do you just have all of the like a smorgasbord of offers and then they can choose well um it's kind of based off of what everybody else is charging in the area and it I've learned that it's different in different areas like I made more money out in California when I was traveling down there um it seems like in this area it's pretty standard and similar to like other states that I've been to on the west coast but yeah it's just I kind of have three rates, you know, it's like either just massage with happy ending, mutual touch or the full service. So do you want to know how much I charge or? I'm kind of curious. Yeah. I'm curious. Yeah. Yeah. Typically if it's just like the massage with the happy ending, it's a hundred. If it's the mutual touch, it's 160 and then um, everything is 200. So, and I I typically get tipped too. So. Good. And do you like choose, like if you have a client come in and you're like, no, I don't want them to touch me. Or do you just, you're just like, ah, whoever. I don't really care, you know, like I love people and I'm a lot different than other girls that I've heard about. Like I feel like I really look at the person who they are and I actually am into like metaphysics and spirituality as well. So I feel like the type of work that I'm doing doing is actually healing work. Um, I feel strongly about that. I don't I don't feel like I should judge people. And even if they come in and, and they're gross, I can just kind of give them what they need and, you know, send them back off. So hopefully is a better person. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I love That's the really healing beautiful. aspect of it. Yeah. Cause I feel like, I don't know. Sometimes I honestly think that people are grumpy because of, you know, sexual attention. Well, or like, yeah. yeah. I, I once read an article written by this girl who was like constantly a mistress in men's lives. And she was, she was saying how like these men don't get the sexual satisfaction that they need from their wives. So that's why they find it somewhere else. And they're like, I haven't been touched in so long and it hurts so badly that my wife doesn't touch me, you know, so it feels so good when you do it. And I think that's where sex work can play a great part. And also sex workers tend to be like therapists for people sometimes, you know, like half of it is talking to these men and getting to know them and, you know, helping them out with whatever they're going through. Big time. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, like when my clients come to me, they just let loose everything, all their problems, stuff with work, stuff with their spouses. And I feel good about helping them just relax in that moment. And, you know, when you orgasm, it's like a release of tension and you just get that junk out. You know, in order to heal, you have to get junk out. Like people have all these trapped emotions, how they have, they feel like they have to act in the workplace or in society and like when they come to me they can just let loose so I like that does that ever get like taxing for you um for a while it did you know like I I wasn't in the right place mentally myself and I wasn't doing a lot of self-care so I would self-medicate with alcohol I drank very heavily for a number of years and then one day I just was like this has to stop and and when I did I hadn't been dealing with my own emotions and so I went through about a year of intense panic attacks and anxiety, you know, and I was like, where is this coming from? But it was just all those emotions I had held in and, and just tried to be there for other people. But self-care is important. 
Yeah, my you know? therapist and I talk about constantly the notion of you have to put on your own oxygen mask before assisting others. Yes. That's one thing that I preach. They're like, oh my gosh, I want to help all these people. And I'm like, your life is falling apart. That Don't worry about them right now. You won't be able to help them if you try right now. I'm exactly. so bad about that. Yeah. <laughs> I know, Shelby. <laughs> I just honestly my favorite thing about this podcast is the fun stories stories I I love stories so let me see um I guess what range of clientele you said it was mostly well-off men well no it's actually middle class I mean depending on where you work at like I right now live kind of in a suburban part of uh Austin like north so it's it's guys that just have regular jobs like office jobs um you know, construction workers, things like that. And then occasionally there's clients that are well off. So it's it's a mix. How do you yeah. find clientele? So things have dramatically changed since uh, Backpage closed down. Um, and it's it's been difficult, but things, you know, like you can't just get rid of the desire and the need for uh, these type of services. So Basically, everything's shifted. Like right now, I use, I've actually used Craigslist, but it's kind of hard to keep ads up there. Um, I've used dating websites, um, sometimes social media, um, different areas like that for right now. Would you give like a brief description of what Backpage is? Oh, Backpage. Yeah. So that's basically, that was the main website to advertise online for, you know, uh, sex related services like, you know, escorting, massage. Um, things of that nature, you know. <laughs> yeah, and it got taken down in like 2017, right? I think it there? was. I think officially 2018, but it was like 2017 where they started to have issues. And prior to that, it was like Craigslist. Um, but now things have shifted to like Twitter, you know. Which is, do you guys know of that? What is Twitter? Twitter. So Twitter is like the sex, sex worker, worker Twitter. Twi- okay, that's what I was about to say. Wait, so like, but maybe I'm wrong. I love that. <laughs> Twitter. Yeah, so it's it's a sex worker friendly platform and they you know, you can just post whatever on there. Like sometimes on these other websites, they just don't want you to post um, you know, s- sex friendly stuff. So they'll take it down, but th- this one is, you know, it's emerged as the replacement for that. Why yeah. do companies keep taking stuff down like that? Like do they think they're protecting workers or well, just it's keeping people from like illegal? Yeah. So and I said that in quotations. They but don't want to be held accountable or liable for for yeah, yeah soliciting sex. Yeah. What what has been the biggest struggle of your profession? The biggest struggle, I think honestly just I feel like just the stigma, you know, just I've I've have stories where like I mean I was really successful um, when I was on the West Coast and I'm trying to get back to that level here even though I'm new, but it seemed like like I put my face out there and everything like that and it's just like people would like notice me from ads or text me mean things or just you know and, and I'm like well, you know what's the reason for that like I'm a professional I treat people with kindness and things like that but it's just you are like looked down on. Yeah, yeah, I can honestly. Imagine. I've I've gotten texts like, "Oh yeah, I saw you at the grocery store. Oh, you're such a bitch. You're a whore. This and that." And what I'm the like, fuck? Yeah, I'm like, okay. I'm like, but you're not gonna, you know, show me who you are. You're just gonna anonymously. People just anonymously send messages like that. Yeah. 
Or if like, or if you say something like, "Oh yeah, this is my rate and this and that," and they don't agree with it. Oh, that's too much. Oh, you're not even pretty. You're you're ugly. You're fat. You're this and that. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, you know, peace and love. Have a good day. <laughs> Dude, respect sex workers. That makes yeah. you so angry. Uh, men, the worst. I'm assuming it's all men. Oh yeah, but actually, I've gotten messages from spouses too. Like, I'm gonna find you. I'm gonna report you to the police and this and that. And I'm just like, really. Like, why are you coming at me like that when you know you could be speaking to your, you know? I know. I think husband. <laughs> those poor, those poor wives just want somebody to blame besides themselves for their, yeah, mm-hmm. themselves and their husbands. But like, people have needs, though. It's like you know, if you're not receptive to your partner's needs, why would you be surprised if they're seeking that elsewhere? The needs don't go away, right? You and know? it's like it's okay if you don't satisfy their needs, but you have to give them permission to get it elsewhere. Yeah, so, or they should at least communicate healthy. to you that or that's like, what they're going to do. Know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. Either way, it shouldn't get taken out on you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Exactly. Agreed. Have you ever doubted your profession? Have you ever been like, oh, I don't know if this is for me? I have. Um, and it's only when I've gotten like a negative review. Like I remember I used to be on the forums. Um, there's this website called TNA Board, very prevalent on the West Coast. And it's just a shit show. It's nothing but like you know, the anonymous, like, trolls on there, and then, like, there's actual reviews and lots of information, and then the girls really put themselves out there, but then people can just write whatever. So this guy, um, he came to see me, and he just was really, like, carrying so much baggage. Like, he just was miserable in his life, and, like, I think I I didn't, like, use, an, use the right pressure or something like that, but he just kept it in and didn't tell me. So afterwards, he's like, yeah, it was terrible, this and that, and blah, 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 and so... I let my emotions get the best of me and I just went all out and I was like, how dare you? You know, you should have spoken to me in person. And then it's like, it was pages long, this like, you know, this topic on there about like how I'm the worst person ever just because, you know, somebody, one person didn't like me and like I have just stellar reviews um, aside from that. And so, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I I, I, I in that. those times that like, you're like, okay, well, you know, I I put so much effort into this, and it's like, you know, just one one interaction that's not perfect just kind of messes things up, and it's like, oh gosh, you know, they can like just trash your whole Career, image online, like, mm-hmm. like one person can, you know, and that's kind of like society's is turning that way, so it's kind of scary, you know, everything's online, and like, you know, yeah. that's that's a thing I feel like. Not freaks me out the most about men, but something that really bothers me. Like, I went and saw The Invisible Man earlier. This is so unrealistic. Like, this would never happen. But, like, it was basically about this woman trying to escape her abusive ex, and he, like, terrorizes her and, like, stalks her. But, like, I was watching this, and I was like, this could apply to real life because, like, men will call your business and, you know, say something shitty. And then your business is like, well, we don't want this kind of drama. Like, we're going to have to let you go or trash your image. And then people are going to be like, oh, well— you know, if she has all these bad reviews, like something like that recently happened to us, didn't it, Emily? Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But it's just very, it's very entitled and very vindictive. And I feel like when you work in a profession where men sometimes feel like you owe them something, I feel like you might come across that a lot. Oh, yeah. I would agree with that. Definitely. Yeah. Would you ever consider going into something else? So it's funny, like... 
you know, I follow trends and it seems like everything is going digital. You know, it's, I haven't really seen like a platform that's taken over for Backpage and I feel like people are transitioning into like doing online content. So I am interested in that. I don't know too much about it, but um, I just created like a social media page and I'm interested in doing actually like some videos because I'm very creative and expressive. And um, I think I'm going to go that route, you know, like and probably just still do massage like, you know, on the side. Yeah. Yeah. OnlyFans might be a really good platform. Yeah. Yeah, I signed up for that. Um, it's just, it seems like there's a lot of, like, promotion you have to do, like, all day. You have to be on it, just, you know. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Definitely. Oh, what kind of noises come out during a sensual massage? What kind of noises? Is it just, like, moans, or does anybody ever, like, squeal? <laughs> Has anybody ever cried? Oh, my goodness. So... <laughs> It really ranges and like, you know, you wouldn't expect for somebody that looks a certain way to like make certain noises. Like it could be the biggest guy and he's just like, like moaning so high pitched or, you know. It's I just, can I can recreate the noises for you if you want. Yeah, uh, like kind of like, like a like <laughs> animal, like a whining, like ah, or something. I don't know. And you, and you just are like smiling like, oh, that's good. Even though you're like. <laughs> what I feel like I feel like that would be the hardest part for me is like trying to remain serious while people are doing things like this and like not yeah laugh keeping my composure would definitely be the hardest part. yeah yeah do you have any methods for that honestly I'm, I'm just the type of person like you just have to put yourself in a place where you're like trying to help somebody like it's like I never I mean I'm not gonna say I don't think about the money but like I am there to like just help this person and have fun and I get so much out of it like I just feel like so good like that they're just like building me up like making me feel good if I didn't do this job I would probably be way more you know insecure about myself the way I look but like I get just compliments like all the time about how I look and I feel great you know like there's women out there that are like gorgeous that think they look like shit just because of like some advertisement they saw but it's like are you kidding me like anybody would be so lucky to be with you or you know, there's guys willing to just, like, worship you. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. yeah. I'm not worried about that anymore. <laughs> and just from, you know, here in the studio, our guest is hot as fuck. It's true. Can oh, confirm. Thank you. <laughs> we do have a lot of guests that will come on and be like, sex work has really changed my perception of myself, and I'm yes. so much more confident it's because empowering. of it. It's empowering. Has it, for you, changed the way you view sex? It has. It has. And, um, you know, I'm not going to say it hasn't jaded me a little bit because like sometimes the act itself can be kind of like monotonous um and there are a lot of guys that are really bad at it unfortunately <laughs> we know <laughs> yeah so like during those times you're just kind of like okay this is cool this is great and you might have to act a little bit but like at the same time it's a connection too and like it's taught me about what I like and what I don't like and you know stuff like that so yeah that's interesting uh, so a lot of girls that we talk to, most of the girls we talk to are like strippers or uh, oh, okay. cam girls, sugar babies, and they really, they can work with other sex workers a lot. So they have a community, but your practice is more like independent and individual. So do you feel like you're part of the sex work community at all? Like, do you have other friends that do this? Um, not in the area right now. And um, when I was on the West Coast, I did know some and we primarily used you know, the forums, there was like specific forums or websites for stuff like that. And they actually would have like meet and greets, you know, you could go to meet and greet and then see a room full of like escorts or, you know, uh, massage girls. And then there'd be like the clients 
but it wasn't like anything was going on. It was just to kind of exchange information and, um, you know, like network. So, yeah, um, I, I'm looking for that out here, though. And like, as I said, I'm trying to get more into the digital side. So that's a new project of mine. Yeah. I know there's um a sex work party tonight. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh. There hold on. We can pull up the information. Yeah, you pull it up. Do you feel like you can connect easier with other sex workers because you are one? Here's the thing, it's it's a little bit difficult and what I found is is that not to be mean, but like a lot of sex workers can have like some personal issues. So um, I've had some friends and things have just gone south because of like, you know, cattiness and like, oh, well, you took my client and this and that. And yeah, so I mean, but there's there's cool people out there, too. I'm not saying that there's not. Right. Um, it's, It's just difficult when you mix business with friendship, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Is this something that. Okay, so I've listened to, like, one podcast episode. It was an episode of Death, Sex, and Money, and this woman who was a sensual massager, and she was saying, like, oh, this is just something I'm trying to do to make extra money. Would you say this is something that you're doing because you enjoy doing it? Oh, 100%. Like, I'm all about it. Like, to me, this is the most liberating thing I could ever do. I feel like I'm financially free. I feel like I can just express myself, get creative, you know, learn more about myself, help people. It's amazing. Yeah. How much do you think that your role has changed from when you kind of started versus now? So, um, like, what have you learned that or oh, knowledge so you much. can share with I've learned, people? I've learned all about men. Like, uh, like, I feel like I know so much about men and their needs. And, like, the biggest thing, like, I don't believe in monogamy personally, um, even though I just got out of a marriage. Like, I wanted to try it, and sure enough, it wasn't for me. But... I will say that, like, some guys that look so innocent, they are seeing other women. And this might not be a popular opinion, but I just think all men, you know, given the opportunity, they would see other people. So, yeah, I just believe that. I don't disagree. It's it's not a diss. I don't diss. Yeah. (laughs) It's not a diss. And, And women do it, too. But, you know, ultimately, like, people have needs. And, like, I don't think you can get all your needs met from one person. And so... Like, when I first started, I I was just like, oh, if one guy doesn't want me or, you know, it's like he doesn't talk to me ever again, I'm just heartbroken. But it's like there's a lot more men that want me or people that I'm better off with. And, like, I just don't worry about that stuff anymore, you know? Yeah. Seven billion (laughs) people on the planet. Exactly. (laughs) There's no reason to. Exactly. Plenty of fish in the sea. (laughs) I'm I'm just more comfortable now, too. Like, I was really naive and really shy, and now I'm just, like, more outgoing and... Yeah, it's it's just helped me. Yeah. That's really cool. Is this something you can see yourself doing forever? I could, honestly. And I will say that I think it's healthy to take breaks because even if you do something, like, for a long time, it could be any job. Like, you can get burnt out. So you have to travel. You have to take breaks. Like, you have to, like, I me, mean, I took, like, you know, two, three years off of working and just traveled and 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 found myself. Do you know what I mean? But this yeah. this work is so, like, freeing and so liberating. I just love it. Like, I'll, I'll always come back to it, you know. That's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think I've asked all of my questions. Do you have anything left, Emily? Yeah. So during sensual massage, so let's say they don't. So, like, I guess this is a really, really specific question, but... 
like what do you think the differences are between kind of the you know sterile massage studios you described earlier versus kind of getting a massage in your studio like for the person who just wants a good back rub so the differences I mean I would say it's basically you know it's draping optional if you come to get a sensual massage like when you're getting a massage at a professional you know space you have to be all tucked into the sheets and then um it's just I don't know I feel like when you touch somebody sometimes like it elicits you know sexual responses and like guys like if you're in a sterile massage studio you might get embarrassed if you get hard but like you know with me it's just like oh whatever no big deal and it's it's an ancient healing art like why why cut it off and say that you cannot you know nurture the sexual aspect of it like why do that yeah so do you think I know that it's very important to hydrate after a regular massage would you say it's even more important to hydrate after a sensual massage (laughs) yeah definitely yeah because you've depleted your you know um, fluids and whatnot so yeah I would say so yeah right I hope you're (laughs) drinking plenty of water yeah (laughs) yeah are there any other like stories or just any other anecdotes that you maybe want to add I don't know. I, I would say if you've never had one before, you should try it just because, like I said, it's it's just so freeing. Like, you can just lay there and, like, you know, orgasms feel amazing. You can get, like, your muscles worked. And um, I think I might actually send a friend to you. Oh, really? Okay. Awesome. I'm trying, I'm trying to build up a clientele here and he keeps Austin. He keeps saying how his dick don't work. So. Uh-oh. <laughs> Maybe it'll help. I do have one last question. I ask this to every guest. What advice would you give to somebody who's interested in being a sensual massager? What I would say is, is that um, you have to make sure you're you're in it for the right reasons. Like um, it's not quick work. It's it's very like slow, and um, it's 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 a different pace than doing like other types of sex work. Um, you want to make sure that you're there for the other person and like you do a good job. Don't rush the session. Like just just massage and make them feel good. Like it's it's all about foreplay. It's not about getting to the point. You know what I mean? Um, it's yeah, it's cool. It's awesome. How long does a session last normally? Typically an hour. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if I could do like a three hour thing. So I'm also lazy. Oh. So. <laughs> If you're not used to it, yeah, like, when I first started doing just massage in general, like, I, in school, we just did, like, maybe an hour, but then I got booked, like, seven hours, you know, before, like, during, like, work, so I wasn't used to that, and, like, after the fourth one, I'm just dead, so you have to take care of your body, it's physical work. Yeah, 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 just giving a massage in general, I feel like, is so exhausting, so I can't, and, like, that's, like, a 15-minute massage for, like, my sister, who's, like, back is really tense because yeah. she studies all the time, you know, so I can't imagine, like, So even an if you just long. take, like, you know, you can look at massage videos online and just learn how to do it, learn, like, body mechanics, just learn techniques, and then you can, like, enhance your practice, and on top of that, you get paid well, and then you get to do your own thing, so, yeah, I think it's awesome. Yeah, and I guess one thing, do you have any, like, massage tips for maybe like I have a boyfriend I would love to like (laughs) I don't know rub him down (laughs) so um learn the erogenous zones that's very important because as I said it's like foreplay so you want to learn how to like touch like the inside of the knee like neck earlobes you know fingers like I mean 
in sessions I've done where I like suck on the guy's fingers, which you think you would never think of, but like it just it sends all the signals down below and it's like everything's connected. So Yeah, my boyfriend won't let me suck on his toes. <laughs> I mean toes though, like I mean if if the guy is clean or he like takes a shower, like yeah, toes that's highly erogenous and like just guys love that. That know? is so interesting. I never thought about that. I uh, I kept seeing a bunch of memes about it, and I was like Zach, and then he was like, "We can do whatever you want." And then Here I think one are. time I tried it, and he saw me reaching for his toe, and he burst out laughing, <laughs> and it wasn't very sexy. I'm gonna be honest. Aww. You tried. That's what matters. Yeah, I didn't good. do a very good job, but I did try. That's good. So so like the neck, fingers, toes. Yes. Um. I would say like the hips too. Um. On guys, I think women, but on guys too they like that um okay so specifically like massaging those areas or even just like just kind of like a light stroke so you want to do like really light fingertips or if you have some nails really light nails like that if if you see the hair like standing up then you know that you're doing a good job okay yeah that's so cool the things that you learn in the I do business. a technique too. Um, it's like the reach around, like if they're on their stomach and I'm working on their back and legs and I just reach under and just like fondle the balls and like, you know, just the tip of the penis and all that. And they really like that. They'll just kind of like stand up on the table and then it's like, oh, time to flip. <laughs> so yeah. Wait, what do you do if somebody starts like giggling? Oh, um, then I'll kind of back off. Yeah. Some like to be tickled though, you know, so then I'll just do some more. Just whatever they want, you know, like people communicate with you and tell you what they like. And you just honestly, I think there are a lot of pros to getting a sensual massage, even if you even if you don't want the like services. Yeah, because I know there yeah. are times when I'm on a massage table and it fucking hurts, but I'm too afraid to tell them. I feel like, you oh, know, speak up. Yeah, that's the big thing. Like massage therapists want you to speak up or essential massage therapists do, too. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I feel like do you think people are more comfortable speaking up? I would say so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I've, I've had guys that are just like, do it this way and do that next and this and that. And then some don't. And then I'll just, I'll, I'll ask them and guide them. And yeah. So. That's <laughs> super cool. Well, Celeste, thank you so much for coming to speak with thank us. Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> we're so happy to have you. And you can follow us on Instagram at Candy Girl Podcast or on Twitter at Candy Girl Pod. And you had an email. Yeah. So, um, if anybody's interested in what I have to offer, um, you can just email me for now. As I said, I'm still setting up social media. So the email is Celeste Massages with an S at Gmail. Perfect. All right. And when she gets her social media set up, we will share it on our Instagram. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, we will hear from you guys next Friday.